Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody. Hi, it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio headquarters in Hooksit, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us where you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, or if you're listening after the fact at uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, wherever you get this podcast from, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padrone. I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul, Pablo Maduro, Pat, Pat Wente, Pat Wente, and Dave, Daved and Confused, and we have with us Brother Broadleaf, also known as Shell, and... Um. Tequila Talia with us tonight. And we have a we have a full panel here tonight. And this is the Pablo Swan song episode. (laughs) This is Paul's last episode with us. He's a real dink. (laughs) You know, you would think that after 147 episodes. Is that how many we've had? This is the 147th. Wow. wow. 147 it episodes. One, You'd actually I could make like, it to 150. <laughs> I like odd numbers. Yeah. Apparently. I would think as a, <laughs> as, an, as a retired accountant, odd numbers would be annoying to you. Mm. You like things even. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. All right. Sometimes. Well, we have some special stuff in store for tonight. And, uh, um, you know, if you if you don't know where the term swan song comes from, you know, the 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 legend has it that the swan sings its best when it's about to die. Wow. And because people really believe that, I have no idea whether or not it's true. I've never heard dying <laughs> swans sing myself. But because people actually think that's true, this term swan song has been developed that relates to actors performers or whatever and it's the idea that their last performance is going to be their best they're going out with a bang they're going out with class they're going out with pizzazz and you see that sometimes you know i i just finished watching the uh the whole series of house any of you went to house I used on. to be. I can't do it. Used to be. Like, I, I lost interest after like the third or fourth season. Well, I watched. I watched the whole thing, and the very last episode is called the Swan Song episode, and it was actually really cool. It wasn't a, an episode of House at all. It was, it was, um, House. It was. Who's the guy who plays House? I should know. I just watched eight seasons of it. 
and I can't now it's his name just escapes me off the top of my head. Yeah, that's right. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Close Joe. Close. Taking you and it was basically (laughs) he basically took you behind the scenes and introduced you to the producers, the writers, the the tech people, the set builders, who were all the people behind the show you never saw. And that was the Swan Song Mm. episode. This is Paul's Swan Song episode. And uh, we're very sad to see him go. We're going to be talking to Paul about why he's leaving, uh, what was on his mind, what he's going to be doing. And while we're doing that, we're going to be smoking some special stuff. Oh, that's uh, starting with this, the Tatuaje La Requeza. This is the 2022 release that came out a few months ago. It's a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper around Nicaraguan binder and filler. It is a light box pressed uh, Toro at... Uh, five and five eighths by 54 and um talia has brought some special stuff for us to well yes she has she's brought some (laughs) great stuff that paul likes yes uh for us to pair with this and the special cigar we're going to be smoking a bit later and what what did you bring talia what are we drinking well first and foremost the jameson black barrel which Mm -hmm. of course we've had quite a few times on the show and at the bar and wherever we may party together yep um a classic, one of Shell's favorites, which I Absolutely. just found out. So I'm happy about that. Yes. Also, the Martel Blue Swift, which is a cognac, which is rare. I know that I'd given you guys some of this to try. I think it was, mm-hmm. was it the fall? It was in the fall. Yep. yep. And I couldn't make the episode. So I heard that Paul really liked it. Yes. And I, I was like, all right, I got to bring some for his last episode mm-hmm. so I can try Thank it with you. him and drink it mm-hmm. yeah. with him before he goes. Ow. That's Very right. Good. Yep, that's right. <laughs> So what are what are the first impressions of of this? Now I'll I'll give you mine. Right off the top, I'll tell you I think this is one of the best things that Pete Johnson's come out with in the last few years. Mm. Um, and this is one of my top favorites so far for new releases in in uh, 2022. It's uh, in the top two. It's it's really kind of for me. It's fighting neck and neck with the. Uh, Monte Cristo 1935 Espesso. Mm. <clears throat> uh, both of these are fantastic cigars. Um, it's nice, smooth, rich. There's some nice cocoa flavors going on, some leather, some coffee, some nice spice. What do you guys think? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Dan. Uh, I think this is one of the better cigars that he's uh, come out with in the last few years, and, and it's definitely a fuller body cigar. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely one that has a great medium medium plus through most of his lines and uh this one here steps it up a few notches uh, mm-hmm. like i said a lot of that uh nice i call it a nice combination of sweet and spicy um great nice leather notes uh great earth um but just a just a wonderful spice that hits you right off the bat and it's very very smooth um i really really love this cigar shell what about yourself oh, i totally agree i'm getting um, a lot of campfire and wood and uh, almost like a uh, a grilled taste mm. if you're working on a mm. on a propane grill propane. you get those nice sear marks in there <laughs> and except you taste it on the oh forget about it no it, it's great is it um, is this at home depot no no, <laughs> no. Step, <laughs> stepping it up that that is hardware it's not <laughs> that true value lows no but i'm really digging the wood taste out of it and that that slight campfire earthiness to it Pat, it so, was very municipal. 
So this is my um, favorite cigar, definitely this year. Mm-hmm. It's definitely municipal. <laughs> Shout out Nick Flanagan. Um, yeah, it's honestly when we were thinking about what cigars we were gonna do, I um, was kind of like thinking because I was looking at like what I you had were at thinking? home. You yeah, were thinking, for once really? in my life, Paul. Um, you know, I I had stuff at Usually home. Usually, I let my emotions run wild, but that'd <laughs> be one episode Paul has where I don't get interrupted. One episode. Go ahead. One. Um, Excellent. So I was looking at what I had and then what twins had, and we did the Wise Man Maduro last week, and that would have been kind of up there on the list, but I thought the La Requesa would be a good choice because it's a broadleaf, which is right up Paul's Alley and Shell's. And broadleaf. That's right. Again, it's one of my favorite cigars that kind of came out this year. And then also, I was just reading about it when I was kind of pondering what I wanted to bring or what we wanted to bring in. And I saw that La Requesa uh, translates to the wealth or the riches in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I thought that kind of fit in perfectly because the one thing Twins is missing with Paul is the wealth of knowledge he has in cigars. Aww. So I think just naturally, that really did fit in well with him. And... Just for the productivity of what we're doing on the second half, I figure I'm going to drop that out now so we can think about both. Yep. So I have the original box from 2008 of the first release, La Requesa, that we're going to smoke after the new release. Look at you. And we're going to kind of compare and contrast what the age does. And the pairing that we, uh, Talia and I chose... They were mainly her ideas, and I was just kind of drinking, and I was um, sampling them with the over and 2008 over. La Requesa, and the Jameson Black Barrel was what I was choosing, and then Talia, we had a cognac, I'm not sure which one it was that we were sampling. Yeah, I don't even remember what brand we were trying, I was just like, let's try something cognac related, because I think yep. the sweetness would pair well with it. So, the... Black Barrel gave me a really like pronounced cedar note on the finish when I was having it with the 2008. So I thought Paul's pairing would be the Black Barrel because I know that cedar note is something he always kind of looks for. And then the Cognac gave me this really pronounced kind of leather note through the finish, which is in the 2008 cigar. It's definitely more of a factor in the newer one that we're smoking right now. But on the aged one, that leather note, I think, kind of got lost a little bit. And so the cognac, I think, enhanced the cigar to a level that I haven't had without it. So that's kind of the background between oh, the two no. pairings. Leather. Very good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Dave, what are your thoughts on the uh, cigar? Oh, it's really smooth, creamy. Got some, a little bit of baking spice cedar. Um, are you turning into Pat pepper. now saying baking spices? The second week Let in it, a row. I'm just, I haven't said well, it. Yes, said it, but you've been saying it. In a while. It's got baking spices. Spices that are used in baking. It's got mad coriander. There's wonderful, <laughs> wonderful pepper that, that you can always find in a tatuaje. It's awesome. Mm. Talia, what do you think of the uh, cigar? I actually liked it better than I thought I would when Pat was describing it to me when we were trying them out. <laughs> um, just because, you know, I'm not huge into like the fuller body cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flavors are incredible, like that spiciness I really mm-hmm. like, which is why I think 
I liked it better with the cognac because I like those, um, like, complementaries, like the sweet and spice, mm -hmm. which is why I kind of leaned more to towards the cognac right. with the pairing. But with the black barrel, it's still incredible as well. It actually makes the black barrel taste even more of that spiciness that you get from an Irish whiskey. kind of comes right. out even more, which is nice. Um, so, yeah, I enjoy it. Very good. Now, the next question here is, we have two different, completely different drinks. Really, we have mm -hmm. a we have a whiskey and we have a um, cognac. Mm -hmm. How are we thinking each of these reacts with the cigar? Um, let's let's start with the uh, black barrel. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you listening, everyone's mm -hmm. drinking right now. <laughs> oh, go. <clears throat> I must say, to me, it's bringing out a lot of uh, cedar, and it's kind of like dulling the spite just a little bit. The, the spite, the spice, the spite, the spitiness of the cigar is dropped. Paul, yeah, I would excuse me. <laughs> I would agree. You caught me uh, halfway through the retro ale. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I think it's it's it is bringing a little bit more of the natural. Uh, cedar notes from the cigar and but the, the retro hail is still there for me it's not it's not as pronounced uh, as it was on its own that on its own that cigar had a wonderful rich spice on the retro hail it's kind of toned it down a little bit but it's still there but it is kind of helping to maybe uh take away a little bit of the spice on the palate yeah uh, and bring out a little bit more of the of the cedar notes uh that i wasn't getting on its own i definitely agree with that <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, I'm very interested in what you think, Talia, being the uh, liquor mama that you are. <laughs> the, the liquor the mama. Black the, barrel, the black barrel maven. Oh, my gosh. The amount of black barrel I That's your favorite, Jameson. The maven oh that's Jameson. That, that's your, your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new moniker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, actually, it... <laughs> The Black Girl oh. is my favorite Jameson that you can get all the time. I did try for the first time this year the Jameson 18, which mm -hmm. is not around all that often. Mm. If I can bring that to you guys, it is unbelievable. I've had that years ago. Oh. Yeah, it's very smooth. It's unbelievable. It's so smooth, like you yep. don't even know you're drinking whiskey. It's dangerous. I refuse mm. to have more than one glass. I'm like, nope, put that back. Do you, do you, <laughs> think, that, do you think that's going to overtake the Black Barrel for you? For me? If I had them both in front of me, I would go for the 18. Really? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it, the that, only And one. that's in your arsenal right now, or is it? Oh, I have it at home. No, but it's it's some, is it a is it a liquor that you would you know try to get other bars to to offer or no? You, it's not with the 12? consistent enough. The 18 does doesn't it's not consistently found in the liquor stores enough for me to ask someone to bring it in. All right. It's something where I would tell my accounts like, hey, if you want to do a special around this, like it just hit the liquor stores, it just hit the warehouse. Is that limited? Yeah. Oh, it is limited. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, you gotta let me know. You gotta let me know. Mm -hmm. It's been it's years good. since I've had it, but I remember it was very, yeah. very smooth. I it's about it. it's about the same price as Middleton, so you know, up towards one fifty, two hundred range. Is it that expensive? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I don't remember paying that much years ago when I had it. Well, well that was last ago. entry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Back when the world was young and the earth was moving. <laughs> Paul got some Jameson 18. 
Hey, that's just five bucks. <laughs> gas was five cents. Yeah, gas was five cents wow. back then. Jameson was 18 years old. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, man. Um, Shell, how do you think that the uh, Black Barrel pairs with the uh, La Raqueza? Oh, very well. Uh, again, just like everyone else, I'm getting a clean retro hail, which is very smooth and creamy, as Dave said. Um, on the Jameson itself, the cigar is bringing out a lot more of that vanilla for me mm -hmm. and just heightening that, 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 that sweetness. It definitely brings out sweetness in the cigar. Mm -hmm. The sweetness in the cedar mm -hmm. come forward. The spice cut, gets cut a little bit, but not so much in the retro for me. I still get a lot of that spice. Yeah. Although it might be toned down a little bit, mm -hmm. I'm gonna smoke the glass here and oh, see what it goes. Here we go. See what see what the cigar does to the uh, black barrel here. Very good. Mm. Oh, it totally makes it much sweeter. Mm. It brings out a lot of uh, some caramel and vanilla flavors to me. Mm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie guy today. Look, huh? the, the swan song is supposed Excellent. to be you at your best, Paul. I'm dying, Dan, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it is a swan song. I'm, does anyone I'm else near think, death. Does anyone else think that the... Uh, wow, that's the, really yeah. sweet. It yeah, it really sweetens it up. Yeah, up. it really does, Dan. It really sweetens it right up. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Paul, Dan, why the hell are you moving? Uh, my my. Don't say for the money. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, my detest, and I have my significant other in the audience tonight, and she will attest to this. <laughs> Attest to the detest. Attest to the detest. Thank you. Uh, uh, hatred of winter. Mm. Um, I mean, it, this has been this has been a, a dream of mine for for many years. And like I said before last week, this is something that you know I thought would happen you know further down the road. And uh, Nicole and I have always talked about you know potentially someday uh, inching closer to Florida. We thought we might do a stop stop over somewhere stop over. halfway down maybe, and, and then make Florida our, our final stop. But, mm -hmm. um, circumstances being what they are and, and, uh, the last few years have just, I, I can't take five or six months of, of winter like weather or cool weather, uh, anymore. And, uh, like I mentioned last week, we, we made the decision a few months ago to, uh, just cast our fate in the wind and, and make this happen. And, is that uh, just because you're getting old, or do you just probably like old? Winter? Probably old. Every year, my my. Uh, Have my, you ever been my, a winter guy? N no. Well, maybe like when I was a kid, you know, get out there no and sled. You know, yeah. I tried skiing. Mm -hmm. uh, did that a few times. Uh, Nicole and I tried uh, snowboarding. That was a complete failure. Um, <laughs> and uh, we just literally said, you know, we're just not winter fans, and we just end up hibernating most of the time indoors, and it just. Mm -hmm. It, it's it's not. I mean, to me, if you're not a winter fan, if you don't enjoy some type of activity out there that you can do during those five or six months, whatever, um, you've got to really think about: Am I in the right place? And yeah. uh, so I, I've always said the few times that we have gone to Florida in the last few years, I just love it 
more and more every time. And I, what really, I think, helped us to make that decision was when Nicole went down a few months ago to visit a friend in Naples, and we were thinking about maybe, was it, what was it, maybe like maybe in the fall we were looking at potentially going down, and she came back from that that week. That, it ended up being what? It was supposed to be a four-day trip, and she ended up making it like a eight- or nine-day trip because she kept extending and extending and extending it. And, uh, Must she's, be she... nice to work from home. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the beauty part of being a remote worker. She can work anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, she finally said, you know what, let's just do it. Mm. And uh, that's, that's when we just put the whole plan into action. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Well, you, but you, you, gave, you gave me the, the, you said yes. You said, let's do it. And I said, yes, let's do it. All right. But either way, it's, it's a... Uh... Paul instigated it, people. Paul decided to leave. <laughs> it, and, it, but but I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's it's been everything that we've needed to do to get this done has come to has come to us very easily. Mm-hmm. So if you believe in the universe and what it's trying to tell you, this is telling us this is the right move for us. Right. So. Um, yeah, you get alligators and bacteria that eat. No, al- there's no alligators where we're going to be, man. Unless there's mm. beach alligators, I, I don't really. I don't know. I think those are called crocodiles. Well, okay. <laughs> Touche! When, when Talia found Back out they were moving down the frog, by she goes, the you're, you're going down to the swamps? Mosquitoes <laughs> <laughs> okay. the size of baseball. I, I, had to expl- I had to explain to her that you know, there's more than just like, you know, Swamp the line. Everglades <laughs> down in Florida. Yeah. But... But it, but anyway, that's that's truly why we're going down there. So so it's going to year-round outdoor activity. You know, you are an outdoorsy person. I love being outdoors. Just she loves being cold. outdoors. Mm-hmm. We this weekend we were outdoors as much as we could, just just soaking up that that wonderful sun and enjoying the the weather. And that's you know that's pretty much why we're moving down there. Right. Uh, what are you going to be doing down there, Paul? Well, me. <laughs> She's um, got a job. She's what, got a job. What, I don't have a job, doing? but I'm taking some time off, and I'm gonna. I'll, I'll figure out. I might stay in the industry. I got some contacts, and, and if 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 I if I figure out that the cigar industry is where I want to stay with, then I can certainly mm-hmm. you know you know make those make that happen. But uh, I'm just gonna, like I said, I'm just gonna let uh, the universe kind of direct me. I, I, like I hope that doesn't mean making subs at Publix. Uh, no, no, that will not happen, Dave. So you sure? Dan, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Pablo Maduro in the meat department at Publix. <laughs> <laughs> or Albertsons. Forest Ham. Paul, you're, Paul, Paul, you're not allowed. <laughs> Paul, you're not allowed to work at Winn Dixie, okay? Paul's <laughs> fine at Winn Dixie. If I hear you got a job at Winn Dixie, I'm coming down Pushing there and cots, beat you know, your butt. Collecting Pushing cots in the pocket lot. Oh my gosh. Nice reflector oh, vest. No. <laughs> Come on, market basket's nicer than that. Come on. Are we cart pusher shaving right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, now, we know you, you're not a winter guy. You're right. not a cold weather guy. But are there things, what are you going to miss most about New Hampshire and New England <laughs> this summer? I'll be honest with you. The, the, the one thing I'm going to miss most about New England, I won't say New Hampshire, but I will say New England is the, is the state of Maine, mm. because that's where we have spent the last I don't know how many years vacationing mm-hmm. there 
and we do a lot of camping. We we did a lot of camping. We actually ended up throwing our camping gear all away. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we, we're not going to need much of it down there. But in any event, Maine Maine has been our our escape. We're just going to camp in the buff. Correct. <laughs> Or, or maybe we'll camp in the Everglades <laughs> with the Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> but Maine, Maine is going to be the one state that I think I would really miss because we really enjoyed the whole coastline and, and uh, uh, you know, the, the the lakes and mountains area. But mostly just the, just the coastline of Maine and, and the, the areas that we have vacationed in. That's that's probably the one thing I will I will miss uh, is uh, is that is that particular region. Um, other than the winter, which is obvious, what's what's one of the worst things that you? What's one of the things you're not going to miss um, about New England life? What's that? Well, yes, our neighborhood because we we we. we <laughs> yeah, your neighborhood you, is pretty. Uh, we, Dave, Dave pretty can that because well, it is it is a, it's a it's an industrial slash you know kind of a lower income area. We're a diamond in the rough. We we you know we have a a nice condex uh but it's kind of smacked right in the middle of a uh of a of a defense contractor in an abandoned building so <laughs> a so, defense and, contractor and, and, in an abandoned building abandoned building and and, and, and and a bunch of uh you know uh, section 8 housing around us so i mean and it is noisy it is a very uh uh active area for traffic um in in downtown nashua so what's that <laughs> Yes. Not the car time. She says. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't discuss the the early morning activities of certain people that kind of walk around the, the town of Nashville. Oh, Nashville. After a late night of partying. Yes. Or whatever they do. Wow. Stumbling over pets. Yeah. yeah. We, we kind of we kind of make fun of them. Kind of call them the Walking Dead. You know. But. Um. Oh, they got that. <clears throat> are you gonna Are you gonna catch the podcast while you're down in Florida? Of course I will. Well, of course you will. Of course, we're going to be skyping them in. Yeah, we're going to be. We're going to be. <laughs> I might. I might not have. I, I might. I might not have the. Podcast, the I might not have my new phone by then, Dave. But you know, I certainly will. Uh, all right, I'll send you one. Yeah, Nicole, right. if you haven't heard this, he has a New Year's resolution where he's supposed to get a new phone, a new smartphone by the end of the year. Yeah, I know. He didn't Just say call him Leroy Jethro Gibbs. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because every almost every week there's something about my phone that stops working. Yep. And yet I still keep it. So you can help him. You can get him one of these. My phone, the, the Z Flip 3. So you can feel like he's old because it's a flip. But it's actually a smartphone. You know. So Just you get can, him a jitterbug. You'll be fine. <laughs> jitterbug. <laughs> oh, that's bad. No, it's, we, it's, we don't need wham. No. Okay. Don't. It's funny because she she had downloaded the Sirius XM app, uh, app on her phone so we could use it in the car, our, our rental car, while our car was being serviced mm-hmm. on the, through the Bluetooth. And she goes, you know, you should really consider downloading that app uh, on your phone. And I said, my phone, my phone would no. blow up if, it, <laughs> if I did. No. <laughs> it just said no. <laughs> my phone would reject it. Just yeah. Said, yeah. No. It's, it's, Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. And Paul can't even slack. I can't. No. Yeah, it's bad. Slack, I'm, sla- um, I'm slackless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even even text-based apps, its phone is not able to do. Uh, this, I can't download right. half the apps because it says my phone is just not capable of doing it. You know, yeah. it laughs at me when I try to do it. You know? Yeah. 
Yep. It's like Windows 7. Yes. <laughs> that was the best Windows in my opinion. Mm. Well, it was back in, you know, 2007. <laughs> back when Paul got his phone? Yeah. <laughs> back, Pretty much. Back when Pat was just graduating high school. Yeah. No, that, that, you know that, was, before, that was that middle school. We, we in kindergarten. I was graduating. We kindergarten back school, graduating in oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh my. Oh yeah. How old are you? Twenty five. Can I ask? Thirty two. Thirty two. Okay, yeah. Pat's only like what? Twenty four. I was nine. You know, so you were still <laughs> you were still in your underwear. Yeah, he was in, he okay. was in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. He was still wearing his "I love Chewbacca" T-shirts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I still wear those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to say right now. This is the way. Do you have your underoos on right now? <laughs> I switched the speedos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way. Speedos are much more comfortable at the bar. Um, <laughs> um, what I want to do now: take a little break from. Uh, questions for Paul so he can collect himself because I have like 30 of these Paul oh god you know yeah um and talk about what we think of, we've talked about the cigar and uh, black barrel let's talk about it with a Martell Blue oh, Swift Lord, 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 Lord. Mm -hmm. okay um I I think at first I was like wondering whether the the cognac was going to be really too sweet for the cigar but uh the more I have the pairing the more i think it really works yep and once you smoke the the um cognac you're gonna i think fall in love with this pairing it brings out sweetness in the cigar that just is not there mm -hmm. um it brings out almost some some cocoa like notes from the uh, broadleaf which you don't normally get and the way the cigar interacts with the cognac is just amazing. I'd really like to know what, what people think. Well, I think, Dan, it's it's bringing out I, – I agree with you with the cocoa, but I think it's bringing out a little bit more of like a light chocolate note. Mm -hmm. And it is smoothing out the retrohale big time. It's still there, but it's it's now – the sweetness of the, of the cognac, the stone fruit, um, has really kind of interacted with that and now smoothed out uh, on the palate and on the retrohale uh, that spice and it's just it's it's heavenly. I th I'm gonna say right now. I haven't smoked the glass yet, but I'll tell you right now. I think the the uh, Martell is going to be my pick for the pairing of this right now. When you smoke it, it's it's what it does to the Martell is amazing. Mm, I'm still trying to find words to describe it, but it is really really good. Um, you know. Uh, Shell is pulling a Flanagan. He's already <laughs> done with his Black Barrel, and he's, you know, again Black Barrel, my top two. <laughs> so I could go through the rest of that easy, but that's probably his fourth one today too. And the problem is, <laughs> I see no problem. With there that. is no problem, Shell. I see no the problem with that. There is. There, there, working on a bit. The cigar adds a kind of a leather note to the Martell. Hmm. Which and and yes. a woody leather note to the Martell, which just makes it even more enjoyable. Yep. And then mm -hmm. you enjoy it with. I don't know that now, now. Talia has not been with us as we've smoked the drinks. So Paul, you might need to you might need to help her figure okay. that out. But you might, I think I did it just now. I don't know. What you want to do is this. Mm -hmm. Tell me. Take, take a couple of drags of the okay. cigar. Mm -hmm. Lessons from Pablo. No. 
Paul is blowing the smoke. Gently let it into the glass. Cover it quickly. Okay. Yeah, you need so to get more in you there. You need a little bit more in there. there. Come on. Yeah, so okay, hold, I'll try it again. So hold the, yeah, hold <laughs> the smoke. Again. Hold the smoke. Hold the smoke. <laughs> okay. Cover it. Swish it around a little bit. Okay. Okay. Put it down. Gently take your hand off it. And then just kind of rotate it around so it gets the edges. And okay. now you There's can drink. Here taking pictures of this. Now it's you want to. Now you want to drink it. Okay. How does that change for you? Wow. Wow. Doesn't it change it significantly? Mm. Now I, I will say this: on the second time me doing this, I actually got a little bit of a licorice flavor from this, mm. which I'm not a big fan of. But I'll tell you, I am with this. I think it's got that nice sweetness. It does add a little bit of leather to it, but mm -hmm. it I, I just got a hint of licorice off that. I can totally understand why you say that, Paul. I, it's, it's amazing to me how this trick helps you understand how the uh, cigar uh, uh, interacts with the drink. My Capellini, wow. my Capellini has absolutely changed how we uh, yes. uh, yep. pair the cigar with a drink now. Well, I do this He's ruined it so. for us. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way. <laughs> yeah, baby. Now, Talia, I know you didn't do it with a, with a black. Do the same thing with the black barrel. Okay. Yeah, with the cognac, that barrel aging quality comes out a lot more. Totally, doesn't it? Yeah, so I'm getting like more caramel. So like a fruity, but with like caramelization almost. Yeah. Like, so good. Dave, what are you mm -hmm. getting from the uh, Martell and the cigar? Definitely a lot. Definitely, definitely a lot. <laughs> definitely a lot of can you, can leather. Can you get more specific? <laughs> definitely a lot. Definitely it a lot. adds that leather note you were talking about. Yep. And, you know, I totally jive with what um talia is saying um i think it just it's just an, such an amazing experience to be able to like smoke a glass mm. like the the change is just mind-blowing really really works yeah um paul you've been at twins uh longer than any of us at the table and um i i have to ask what are what are some of the crazy things that have happened at twins for you oh man crazy crazy yeah. huh? what, are, what are some of the nutty things man um wow well i i probably would have to say that anything really crazy must happen upstairs at the bar <laughs> well yeah yes it might happen what happens at the bar might come downstairs too well okay i mean I, 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 something I, okay yes okay I, 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 <laughs> you're right i was and i was just i was just about to say that but you 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 brought it to the to the forefront Dad. um nothing was i think more crazy than i think it was that was it a friday yep you were on mm -hmm. i was on and max was on yeah and the uh <laughs> The company that comes out to clean our taps was upstairs doing their job, and all of a sudden, we see water coming down, and it was not coming down dripping. It was coming down like a, like a flood through the ceiling into the humidor. Oh. And all of a sudden, I hear, you know, boom, 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 boom. boom. Someone's coming down the stairs, and it was the, the girl who was cleaning the tap. She's saying, oh, my God, your, your water line is busted. And so Max goes upstairs, 
and he doesn't come down at any time, and we're yeah. like, what the heck's going on? And she and, and I, so I run upstairs and I see that she's trying to hold to the uh, the 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 uh, the, uh, the tap the yeah. tap had busted and she's trying to hold it with her hand but the water's just flowing out and it's going everywhere and of course it's got nowhere to go but down and what's what's beneath the bar the humidor yeah and it went on for like. I don't know how long until I was calling everyone I could. I was calling Kurt. I was calling Sean. I was yep. finally uh, we got in touch with Robbie, our old 724 rep. Right. And he was able to tell me over the phone how to shut it off. We, we were able to shut it off, and then he came in and you know helped to diagnose the whole problem. But by that point, the, the humidor was flooded, mm-hmm. and we had brought the tops out to protect the cigars as much as we could. But it was an absolute mayhem for I don't know how many hours, Dan. We we were yeah. like couldn't do any sales. We were bringing pe- telling people to go upstairs to the. Uh, we had to lounge. throw tarps over everything. Yeah, yeah, we had tarps. We we had we have protective measures to 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 protect the cigars. But in essence, the the floor and things around it was just like mm-hmm. underwater. It was amazing. We what did, we lost like. Less than a dozen cigars, yeah. I think. In that yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a a a a major major uh, loss, but it was just the idea that, <laughs> yeah. that you know you had a waterfall. It was raining, literally raining inside the humidor. Yeah. Not men, just raining. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have, to, I have to. I have to tell you, Paul. You know, I I remember pulling up to the to the shop that day, and I got out of my car, and Kendra came. To the, Kendra came to the the. Uh, um, uh, and came outside and said, "Dan, Dan, Paul needs you. It's an emergency." <laughs> and I run inside, and that's what I come to. Is that, is that this has started? But because Paul was as organized as he is and had his head on his shoulders like he does, he had tarps ready to go. We were we were covering stuff up, and because of his quick thinking, because of his preparation and, and leadership we really you know yeah it was an inconvenience for customers they couldn't come in until the thing stopped but and we had to mop the floor like 18 times in the next six hours but we didn't you know we were able to stay open and keep going and and keep working and, and paul that was all because of you mm-hmm well, I mean, I, listen, it, it's all because of us. I mean, really, all of us pitched in. I mean, we, you know, we, I Mac, mean, if Flanagan had been there, everything would have been lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now. I mean, listen, you know, we, we have a great team at, at Twins, and, and everyone really tries to help out where it needed. I mean, we've seen that so many times where if a certain, uh, you know, pot of Twins is short, we all – you know, help out. We all pitch yep. in and, and do that. I've said it before. We, we're one big, happy, dysfunctional family, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we love each other. It's emphasis on we, we love happy. Each, we love each other, you know, most of the time. Sometimes we, you know, get in, on each other's nerves. We all have our own, you know, uh, idiosyncrasies and stuff like that. But either way, we all know when to pitch in and help out. And, and yep. uh, you know, that, cause that, that day was you, me, Max, Kendra, yeah, and there's the four of us. And again, you know, don't forget that was the day of the golf outing. Oh my gosh, yes. Sean and Kurt were—I don't know what hole they were on. <laughs> I was—I <laughs> was calling them like, "Hey, we got a big problem here. Well, you know, uh, you know, see what you can do." And I we're, was we're, right we're, next to um Kurt when he got the phone call. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> 
How'd that go? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, they were nowhere near twins. They weren't. They were not going to get there for a long time. No. So it was. Uh, it was up to us to you know make it happen, and we all we all made it happen. So it's not just you know one person. It's everyone pitching in. Yeah. That that I I recognize it was a team effort, but it was uh, very much under Paul's leadership that that uh, helped us avert total disaster. And we could have we could have lost a lot, but uh, Paul's quick thinking really helped out there. You have any other crazy memories from Twins, Paul? Crazy stories? Oh man, I I, I will say it. it's not crazy, but I will say this. It was my first. I was there for maybe two months. I started in April, and it was June, and it was the beginning of Bike Week, and Sean <laughs> had gone off to the bank. Of course, he and did. at the bank. I'm sorry. On his way to the bank, he sees a plethora of of Hell's Angels riding their motorcycles, mm-hmm. and he knows he knows where they're going. They're yeah. going to Twins. Yep. Now again, I've only been there for two months. I don't know any of these guys. I have no idea what what what's about to happen. <laughs> and he calls me. He goes, "It's just a bunch of acid." He goes, "Yep." Pete and the Hell's Angels are on their way. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Pete and the Hell's Angels are on the way. And oh, uh, next thing you know, about five minutes later, the whole humidor, I must have about a dozen Hell's Angels in there. And I'm sitting there like just looking around like, <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? But th- hey, listen. as long as you had Cuba Cubas, you were fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it was the it, 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 it was it was the, uh, the the Nub Cafes they were after. Oh, the Nub Cafes. <laughs> Same thing. But no, they ended up being a, a, just a great bunch of guys, and mm-hmm. and you know we we've gotten to know those guys you know every yep. every year during the uh, bike week and even during mm-hmm. the uh, the barbecue. Uh, you know, sure. Pete comes out and and does his thing, but uh, but that my, that was my first really interaction with that many you know big scary guys you know in, in the human but they just turned out to be really good it wasn't crazy but it was just really to me it was like wow you know i'm all by myself you know what am i supposed to do <laughs> but uh yeah it was, it was good it was it was a lot of fun what are, of fun. what are some of your favorite memories from twins oh god yeah i have oh being on the podcast come on now we know. well outside of the podcast um i honestly i think you know the day they hired me <laughs> Best times, huh? Yeah, um, yeah, that was a lie. Okay. I, I will say this. <laughs> no, no, I, I will say this. It was the it was the craziest day in the history of Twins for me, at least. And I and I knew it was probably in the in, in the twenty five years that Twins has been in business. It probably was the best event we ever had. Was the Arturo Fuente when Carlito came out? Yeah. And uh, we had nothing but you know we had just so many boxes of opus and we had people lined out out the door uh waiting for this event and they came from all over the country they came from california you know the southern states new york new jersey everywhere and uh that was the craziest day i remember we were all just uh just working you know so hard to keep up with the demand and and getting the book get everything tagged and, and displayed and before you know it i mean it was just one of those days that was just, it was a blur, but it ended up becoming one of the best, uh, it was the best event we've had and one of the best uh, memories that I've had because it was, it was, it, it just showed you how, how much, and I know Pat's going to really love this. 
how many how much that that's that cigar line means to a lot of people oh yeah 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 it really does i mean like pat pat i mean Again, well, pat this is before your time you would you would have been in, in hog heaven that day you know but it, <laughs> that that <laughs> was just, that was an absolutely fantastic crazy day but uh it really was and and mm. to see that uh carlito fuente how how genuine he was and how nice he was and how uh grateful he was you know that at you know he, i'm sure he does his, does these events all over it's not just us it's it's other people too but he was just so yeah. overwhelmed by the response and and how well we we uh, executed that day yeah now i i know from talking to to brad jarvis that he really picks and chooses mm-hmm. where he does his events and um you know there's a there's a very good chance that he's going to be at twins this fall that's awesome um and i've know, been told kurt's, that kurt's the reason for that cool. he's he sees himself as a, a personal friend of kurt's yeah. and i know kurt returns that sentiment and um you know we're we're working on that but he, he, he doesn't he he doesn't have to do events he gets to choose events and he chose twins that year yeah and um we're hoping he does again this year um that was that that was one year before my time starting out i've only heard fantastic things about that event um did uh paul has kurt made you sign any non-compete agreements no (laughs) not yet no (laughs) you still got a week kurt you may want to rethink that okay um before we go um paul i thought it would be fun to kind of give you the last hurrah at with uh you on the show at uh pastor padrone cigar confessions is there any crucial critical pablo maduro cigar confessions Uh-oh. that you want to share and make sure Dun-dun-dun. everybody knows Spicy. before you go things that you should do or stop doing so that you enjoy your cigar smoking experience to its fullest I will say this, Dan, and it's it goes beyond just the cigar experience. Is is you know we have we have a lot of great people who come into Twins, um, mm-hmm. and uh, but the one thing I I just want to remind the customers really is we're here to to serve you, to help you, uh, to uh, make your experience as best as it can be. Um, but every once in a while, you do run into a customer that doesn't necessarily uh, see it that way. And, and, and I'll say is respect the people first who work there right. and respect the place. If you can't do either one, you need to find a new place to go. Mm. So it's just like, look, respect we're, we're the space. Respect, exactly. Dave. Yeah. We're here to, you know, recommend and, and help you with your cigar purchase. We're here to help you, with your experience upstairs at the bar. Right. Um, but just remember, you know, we're human and uh, we all have feelings, you know, <laughs> and, we know, and we know you're coming in here to maybe let off some steam or celebrate whatever, mm-hmm. but just remember, you know, that you've got to respect the people first who help you both downstairs and upstairs and respect the place that you're in. 
And that's my cigar confession. There was a, I have a story to go off that that goes on that point. So I, when I was getting trained still, it was during COVID when we didn't have the, um, the cutters anymore. And I was working, Paul might, probably already knows what it is. But um, I was working Sunday with Paul, and we're in the humidor, and this gentleman Sunday? comes oh, in, I buys, I think he bought like an Atta Bay, Atta Bay. or something. Yep. Yeah. And then he goes, can you cut it? And then, you know, Paul was like, you know, we, we can't cut right now. And usually when I do it, I try to explain a little bit more. I'm like, oh, you know, because of COVID, we can't. No, he's like, we don't cut them anymore right now. And then he was like, what do you mean? He's like, we don't cut them anymore. He's like, you got cutters upstairs? No. And then Paul was like, well, you can go buy a cutter right here at six bucks. And he's like, I got to buy a cutter? I just bought a cigar. I got to buy a cutter? Paul was like, yeah. So, so, so like, the, guy, the guy takes the cutter and thro- basically throws it at Paul like on the on the desk in front of him and then I thought Paul was going to go like Italian mafia on him but <laughs> no he just rung him up and he left and I'm like holy shit <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I remember that yeah I, I just kind of let that go because I, 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 I could see the kind of person and the kind of people he was kind of hanging out with I knew it wasn't uh, your typical <laughs> twins customer he was I, I would, I would, I would guess he's, you know, from some part of Massachusetts. <laughs> I knew that was coming. some part of Massachusetts. But, some but, but it turned, it, but it turned out that he was. I guess you had mentioned later that he, he was kicked out. He was kicked before, out. Yeah. So you know, I was, I was right to just let it go, and eventually, yep. you know. Uh, it would he would find his way out somehow. <laughs> and, on that, and on that day, the seed to Florida was sown. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we have a lot more questions for Paul, but uh, we're going to take a little break right now. And when we come back, we're going to be smoking the original release of La Requesa. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Thank you. All right, everybody. We are back. Thanks for hanging in there. And now we have... A little bit of a thinner cigar, um, but it is an original release. Original. La Requesa from 2008. It's 14 years old. Pat, you want to tell us about this particular cigar? Yeah, so just let me light it up real quick. Okay. <laughs> Not like we didn't have four so unprepared. to do that. This is why I'm Paul's favorite employee. <laughs> so this oh. is the, like you said, the original release of La Requesa. Yeah. It's the number one size, which is a Lonsdale. It has like a soft Cuban press to it from the box. It's, it wasn't intended to be box pressed, but it's so tightly packed in the box, which is the origins of the box press from Cuba. Um, it's the Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper and then Hell Nicaraguan yeah. binder and filler. Um, yeah. So interesting story about this is La Requesa was an old Cuban brand, and Pete Johnson actually found the name when he was trying to decide what he wanted to name his company he didn't end up choosing it he obviously it's tatuaje right or as paul would say tatuaje um but <laughs> i would say obvi and like obvi. i said it translates to the wealth or the riches wait, wait. in spanish so yeah i thought this would be like when i was choosing cigars this was the original idea that i had because i was you know looking at opus and i'm like well it's kind of a paul show it's not a pat show <laughs> so i want to waste this on him <laughs> so i really wanted to find something that he would appreciate and i, mm. I think this is going to be it it's definitely and it, it's very aged obviously so yeah, it's 14 one, years is a long time. and the reason why i chose it was because it's 
a cigar that's worthy of smoking to the nub. And I think the last cigar that I want to have with Paul would be one of those cigars. Aww. And each third of it, it changes drastically. The first third of it, when I got it, it was very rich, creamy, subtle mm. cedar, a little bit of earth on it. When you start getting to the middle, it becomes a little bit more fuller in body. You get some of that Pepin Garcia spice. And then by the back third of it, it's what I would consider a Pablo Maduro cigar. It's full body. The retrohale is going to burn your nose. Yeah, baby. And that's why I really wanted to do this one because it's, it's going to change numerous times. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, it's going to be memorable. So, oh. And then Talia and I, this is the cigar that we initially were sampling the spirits with. And like I spoke to before, I think that at least my prediction is the black barrel is going to bring out that cedar note that Paul likes. And then yeah. Talia's wisdom with the cognac really was interesting because it brought out the, the leather note in this cigar from the 14 years. I think you lost it. And the cognac, when her and I was sampling, it brought it right. It, it added like five years. Like it took five years off the cigar and it really mm. got that leather note, nice sweet leather note on the finish. So hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you, Pat. We're very gracious, very grateful that you've been so gracious with mm. your selection from yes. your personal stash. Thank you, Pat. Thanks for making this a, a special show yes. uh, for Paul as he as he heads out. Um, Paul, I, I'm going to start with you. What's, yep. what's your thoughts on this? Um, how does it compare to the 2022 release? What's changed? The um, uh, makeup is, you know, obviously everything changes year to year with any cigar but there's 14 years on this it's going to be different how how what do you like what do you not like if there's anything you don't like about what do you cigar? remember there's nothing there's, there's, there's nothing not to like about this cigar so first off you got it that's very very smooth um a lot of earth and a, a tad bit of cocoa i will say that jameson black barrel is really enhancing that cocoa cedar note for yeah, me baby. big time um, so the earth is still there, but it is incredibly smooth. But the retro hill still has a nice, light but rich spice too. Um, so I think it's an absolutely uh, sublime cigar and pairing. This it's is more of a white pepper in the retro than, yeah. than the other one was. Just right? wait. Yep. Just wait. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's it's still there. And 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 if Pat's correct with his uh, assessment of you know the different uh, thirds of the cigar, it's going to get even better. But I'll All tell you right now. That earthy cocoa and cedar notes is just awesome. And if I may interrupt, Kurt says, hey now. Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> Shell, what about you? What do, what do you think of this? Uh, oh, the cigar alone is just off the toast itself. Uh, the first draw I got was a very... Have you ever been to Mr. Steer? <laughs> Mr. Steer, your, no. And press mm -hmm. your face against the glass that you saw a nice juicy raw steak. <laughs> That's what, yes. That's what I got. Oh, she, she can... Nice, juicy, raw steak. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Look at that, that meat. Mm. I'm telling you, Mr. Deer's the best. Salivate <laughs> over that I just thick want to rib eye. Yes. <laughs> you salivate oh. over that. I just got a nice, meaty, hearty uh, first draw off of it. And on the retro hills, Paul said, uh, just lots of cocoa. And it's coming mm. through very strongly. Remember how we used to have Sam as the barman? Yes. And he would always Sharing take you on a journey with his with his drinks. <laughs> Shell's going to be the one who's going to take you on a journey <laughs> with the cigar. Hey. And he's going to tell you, oh, you ever go to Home Depot and yeah. hang out at the, where they cut the wood and go to Lowe's where they, you know, like, you know, 
now you got it going on to uh, oh god, Shell, it's awesome. You know, Shell, mm-hmm. Shell's journeys. That's no. got to be it's got to be a segment. Shell's yeah. journeys. Shell's journeys. Shell's cigar. That's actually it's coming. Uh, Shell and I already talked yeah, about it. Yeah, we discussed that. Yeah, it's, it's in the works already. So grab your stick and your knapsack. It's going down. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what about you? What do you think about the, the cigar versus the uh, 2022 release? Ow! Ow! <laughs> so this is uh, definitely a little bit more my scene when Pat and I were trying them, and I. He lit this one up for me. I was like, okay, this is perfect. I was like, I don't care about Paul. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I like this. <laughs> I, was like, I like this. This is going to go great with some Irish whiskey. And then I was thinking, too, because we've had a lot of discussions in the past about kind of contrasting flavors or, you know, right. flavors that complement each other but aren't the mm-hmm. same. So that's why I was thinking cognac after mm-hmm. so you know we tried it with black barrel we tried it with the cognac and i liked it with both but to me this like i guess earthier kind of flavor like in the kind of cigar that i would smoke at a cookout mm-hmm. so i think that's mm-hmm. kind of perfect that he was saying the the steak counter at mr sears because mm-hmm. that's where i go for my cookouts but um <laughs> <laughs> so pairing it with something that's a little more like smooth a little bit fruitier to me was perfect because it has that like earthy spice compared with the like woody fruit in the cognac Mm. Mm. very very good dave what about yourself i'm just flavor blasted right now this (laughs) is like i'm just trying to like enjoy what i have here thank you pat this is a gift in a in a in and of itself it is uh so smooth it's got very smooth spice very smooth cedar a little baking spice <laughs> leather uh <laughs> even a touch of earth i mean it's it's this thing is just really decadent oh awesome. decadent i like that has like that kind of hickory sweetness to it as well yes. oh. well you get a little bit more of that hickory sweetness when you have it with the cognac mm-hmm. um the cognac with this is really mm. really good the black the black barrel is amazing um it really brings out uh the barrel like you said mm-hmm. talia it, it does the same thing that the uh, 2022 does you uh, know what actually oh, happened when yeah. i smoked the black barrel was that i found that the sherry cask mm-hmm. flavors came through a lot more in the black mm-hmm. barrel mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys are getting that, but I was like, wow, there's oh, that totally. cherry cask. <laughs> you totally get that. The whole cask mm-hmm. of the uh, black place. barrel comes out a lot a lot more with the uh, original release. Have we ever disliked a pairing with the black barrel? <laughs> it's hard to like it. Imagine. It's hard to dislike anything with the black barrel. It goes with so much stuff. Mm. Um, you know, and, and both of these really bring out the sweetness of the cigar. I think with the aged one, that actually helps it more. And I do get a lot more cedar kind of leather notes with the um, uh, cognac. And it really does make a cigar just something extra special. You're still getting that aged quality. There's this light kind of mustiness to it that you often get with an aged cigar. But this the way so the pretty. cedar comes forward, the way the leather comes forward, the way the spice kind of dissipates just a little bit with the cognac is just mm-hmm. amazing to me. 
Do the rest of you agree? Are you getting mm. something else? The leather note is very forward for me mm -hmm. with the cognac. Mm -hmm. um, again, yeah, definitely. Everyone knows Brother Broadleaf is not a fan of sweets. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of uh, Jolly Rancher smell in notes. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Rancher. Charlie Rancher. Wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. It, it, initially, it was I very, get a lot of very sweet, very great <laughs> jam. Concrete great jam from this. A little management for you. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of limoncello. Oh my but, god! No, this pair is amazing. Mm. So, so which the, pair? The, the, the cognac and the cigar itself. Uh, it's perfect balance. Mm -hmm. So that sweetness of the cognac is brought down by the cigar due to its mellowness. But I'm getting a little more creaminess and a, a little more, as you said, cedar mm -hmm. from the cognac with the cigar. And I think it's working beautifully. I'm going to say this, though. The, the cognac is bringing out on the retrohale a wonderful hickory, spicy sweetness to mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. and, and just from, what, the first third of this cigar having the Jameson Black Bar, which is really, really good, with brought out that cedar note with the cocoa, uh, but the cognac is bringing out a lot more of that, like a, like almost like a barbecue flavor. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say the, that with this pairing with the cognac is my favorite tonight. So both cigars have, to me, again, Jameson Black Bar is fantastic, but the cognac has brought it up a notch. So I'm, so. Right now, the, the cognac is winning out on both cigars. Thank you, Talia. You're welcome. I will say that I have smoked this cigar numerous times before this. And I'm sure you have. <laughs> well, I'm surprised there's a box Constantly in my rotation. I smoke about 100 of them. <laughs> but, um, so I haven't had it with cognac, obviously. And this is a different cognac than what Talia and I were actually sampling it with. And I remember oh. the... Are you disappointed? No. No, this one's the, better. The, um, oh my god, Sin, Sin Compromiso Paladin, the reason why I loved it so much was because I said I'd never had hickory in a cigar before, like, unless it was pipe tobacco, you know, mm. like, like, I think one of the Stillwell stars kind of brought that out for me, but I, I'm getting more hickory in this cigar than I got in the Paladin, mm. and to me, that's, like, I I, I'm all for, yeah. like, unique smoking experiences, and this is the first time, even though I've had the cigar before, that that's such, like, a prominent flavor in the cigar, and, like, mm. the, the cognac is definitely killing it with the pairing. Yep. yep. It brings out that kind of flavor in both cigars. Yep. Both the new and the old. Does it bring out that hickory more in the 2022 or the 2008 for you guys? We're going to have to light it right back up, Dan. Find out. I've already done that, Paul. All right. Because I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Well, what I'm, do I'm going back to amateur status. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm going back to amateur status. So we'll yeah. <laughs> Talia, what do you think? Do you, do, are you picking up that kind of hickory note too? Or yeah. are you thinking we're all on crack? And, no, no. And I think, <laughs> so you know I have a hard time like nailing down exactly what I'm tasting. But that's kind of what I meant by like the barbecue feel that I've right. got. Like, okay. you know, because we, we do a lot of the um, like smoking at the house and like right. charcoal and stuff like that. Um, 
And it was funny because Pat was trying to teach me how to retro <laughs> so I could try and get those flavors too when we were at the bar the other day. Um, was it a fail? It wasn't a fail. You have like one of those dainty sneezes. Oh, I do. I do. Definitely. Pat, I think it. Like my face is kind of like one of those. Okay, yep, I get it. <laughs> I have like the the perfect like image for this. Anyone ever watch Finding Nemo? Yeah. Do you, do you know the squid that inked? Touch the butt. It was like the, oh, I inked. <laughs> oh, I inked. Like a, a little bit of smoke came out of no. Yeah. Good. I inked. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. So, Talia, which one of these brings out more of that barbecue flavor for you? This barbecue. one. The older one. The older one. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. Would you agree, Shell? Yes, absolutely. Um, Paul, I want to say that the the uh, 2022 is bringing out more of a burnt end type of, of flavor mm. to me. So it's a lot more of a of a richer flavor. But this is all in the retrohale. I'm retrohaling both. <clears throat> this one here is a smoother type of hickory. Mm -hmm. This one has has a little bit more. It's more sweet. Yes. Than the old. One. Yes. Yeah. The yes. sweet one. The the, the, the first the one is a lot one. more spice. But it's like I said, it's that burnt ends, that really rich piece of meat that. That caramelizes on the grill, yeah. you know. That's yeah. kind of yeah. Meat. Beautiful meat. Beautiful meat. Mm. Thank Beautiful you, Dave. Beautiful meat. Um, Paul, what do you what do you think is going to be the hardest part about transitioning to life in the sunshine state for you? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Not a thing. Nothing. <laughs> it. It. Uh, I. I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's. I don't see any any negatives about what we're gonna what we're about to embark on. Yeah. I really don't. I, I I mean, again, talk to me maybe in six months or so. Maybe I can find something. But either then, oh, yeah. I, I I mean, okay, I'll I'll be honest with you. I've been I've enjoyed a day like this where it's been you know nice out, cool air, you know, sunny, sixty five to seventy degrees, whatever. The sun yeah. is still you know. Getting to the center, so it's you know getting that's some nice like, heat. That's right. like six so, weeks out of the year. So right. we gotta we gotta we gotta have you on the show for our Christmas show, so we can see palm trees, well, with lights. But don't right. forget, don't forget, <laughs> a day like today is going to be what we'll experience in winter, mm -hmm. where it's like sixty-five to seventy degrees. You know, you the, gotta do that. You gotta have like a palm tree Christmas tree. The right average there. temperature, like the average temperature for the year where we're going to be is seventy-five degrees. And that's about six months, and then you know, six months of you know, ninety-five degrees. <laughs> well, it's not quite six months. Twenty percent humidity. I mean, it, you know, from from June to September, it's gonna be it's gonna be really hot. Yeah. But then you get the sweet spot. Yeah. From October to May. Correct. And you, I think you're really gonna love it. Oh, I know it will. Um, yeah. Now I have to ask though, Paul, are you okay with lizards? Oh, absolutely. You have to ask Fletch, my dog, if he's okay. Because he's going to be—he's going to be like—he's he, not going to know when hit him. You're not going to see squirrels <gasps> as much as you're going to see lizards nope. down there. And uh, you're going to see them fall from the tree when it gets cold. Yep. Yeah. Uh, That's—it's it's, going to be a new experience for everyone. And and our dog Fletch is is just a little rambunctious little corgi, and he's going to because he's got a fenced-in yard. He's going to be exploring the whole. Uh, lot and right. uh, he's going to be I'm, I'm sure he'll run into a bunch of geckos and lizards and stuff like oh, that yeah. so hope you like lizards. orange juice <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So, Paul, um, I'll check in with you in six months from now and see how many <laughs> crocodiles with sunglasses and we want to know how many people, like, you know, ate somebody else's face. And well, I just, uh, this weekend, I just happened to sell my motorcycle after 20 years of owning it. Wow. And, oh, and uh, yeah, Very so, sad. but I'm trading that in for... A true, a true, yeah, no. <laughs> a true, a true, a, a true bicycle, a true, a true bicycle, a true pedal bicycle. Oh, that's your new gig. That's going to be our new gig. Electric bicycle. We're going to be, we're going to be, we're going to be literally biking, you know, because we're in a, you know, obviously Florida is the flattest state in the union. Oh yeah. And uh, because we're going to be in a in a in a community that is accessible and allows that type of uh, transportation everywhere, we're going to be. Biking everywhere, hmm. so it will be a whole different experience. Yeah. Yep, it's it's exciting when you the state you're in has its biggest mountain, which I believe is Mount Dora, at yeah. about 360 feet above sea level. Ooh, wow! <laughs> and where is that, Dan? Whoa! It, well, <laughs> Whoa. Go figure. I think it's in Dora. Well, where is Dora? Uh, it's I... in the middle of the state. Okay, yeah. you know, and. Uh, it's just it's it's crazy nuts. You, one of the research. one of the best when I lived in Florida, I lived in the Orlando area, so I was central Florida. One of the things that I loved most about it was the storms. And now you're going to see rain like you've never seen it before, Paul. Well, we're moving in at the uh, at the beginning of the rainy season, yeah. and uh, that and that means realistically, even though uh, St. Pete has. 300 averages 361 days of sunshine a year that doesn't mean it's sunshine all day long right it just means it part of the day is sunny but we are going to be seeing some serious thunderstorms and uh, i mean i don't know we, we that's why you they're, they're, they're forecasting phone. this to be I one want of footage what's yes. it, you want footage of i want footage you got to get a new phone i want footage well they're forecasting this year to be a, a very heavy uh hurricane season so mm -hmm. i will uh, i will send you videos of any type of you know, foul weather that yeah comes it's, our way. It's uh, not foul weather. That's but when weather. you see thunderstorms <laughs> in Florida, Paul, I mean, the reality, because it's so flat, mm -hmm. you can see them for miles. Yes. And miles. Yep. And miles. I love and seeing to, those tails. To watch the lightning, lightning go the across oh. the sky oh, that is from 20, thing. 30, 40, yep. 50, 60 miles away. Mm -hmm. Yep. Play Beautiful. is amazing. When it starts to rain, you're going to be like, did these people know it rained so much? Why are the roads so flat, and why is there no drainage? But, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with that. Yep. I mean, I, I, now here's the next question: Are are you going to get yourself one of those Florida residents senior? S senior. Oh, well, maybe senior. <laughs> Season passes to Bush Gardens. No. I, oh, I have no desire to go to Bush Gardens. I've been no there without. No at all. I went there in 1980 when I was a little 1980. kid. 1980. 1980. And my here's, here's, here's a I funny went there story. In the last millennium. My father was was convinced that he was going to see the Serengeti, you know, <laughs> for the animals, right? And when we finally got there, this is part of our uh, Disney World slash Bush Gardens week. He was so disappointed to see the animals in such a small little captivity yeah. that he goes, this is, this is absolute crap. This is not what they <laughs> marketed Bush Gardens to be. <laughs> so I remember that. And I said, you know, this is, uh, all I remember is going on the, the loop roller coaster. Yep. And that was the, 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 the most memorable part of that, that 
uh, that park. And I, I have no desire. All right, to... let me tell you something, Paul. Bush Gardens has changed a lot in the last forty years. In the last forty years, <laughs> and and uh, you know now. If I were down there, I don't. I don't know if I would get one of those senior passes, or, or not. <laughs> I don't know if I'd get a season pass either. But Bush Gardens was my favorite theme park when I lived down there. It was, and and one of my favorite. It's only uh, twenty years ago. One of my favorite roller coasters was the Montu, and the Montu is an inverted roller coaster. Mm. Mm. So you're on the outside. Your legs are dangling. You're held from the top. Yeah. So when you go on a loop, you're on the outside of the loop. That's awesome. At 80 miles an hour. Sweet. All I can tell you is that Whoa. since I turned oh, four. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Montu. Yes. And I know that that's, that, you know, like Dave said, that's 20 years out of date. I mean, they've done all sorts of stuff since. But um, uh, that that is an incredible park. Since I turned forty, my uh, my stomach has not kept up. That was with, also with, twenty years with, ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've tried several roller coasters since then, and uh, it just does not yeah. agree with me. I used yeah. to be the one who would go into the front of the car. You look like a flume guy to me, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I used to love roller coasters, but in the last fifteen plus years, I I just. My stomach just turns inside out whenever I get That's on funny. one, so I'm, I'm not I'm not at all. That reminds me when when you know um, low and a slow. long time ago. <laughs> yeah, really. Now, it was 12 years ago, I think. I took my my whole family down to Orlando, and we went to Disney. And my girls were really young back then. They're all you know. My oldest has already graduated, moved out of the house. Middle kids just turned 18. My youngest is 16, and but back then they were like four, six, and eight. And we went to Disney Disney World. And, you know, it was like, okay, it's our first theme park trip. Let's go down there. Big mistake. First, first because they weren't raised on Disney. So they were like, who is that person dressed as a princess? And why are they doing that? I mean, they had no idea who, who they, they were. But Maggie, my oldest, my oldest daughter, who's now 19, 19 and a half years old, her big thing, she wanted to do the um, Space Mountain roller coaster, which is all inside, and it's high, at its highest speed. It's like 60 miles an hour, but you're in the dark going through this thing. Mm. And that was like what she wanted to do. And she's like the big bad kid that I have. You know, she's going to do whatever. And we were on that thing, and I'm having a great time. The guy in front was one of these guys who had the the – you know florida pass and he was like you know when the ca they have cameras that take your picture he knew where the camera was he made a big face while he was going you could see maggie in the back white knuckled holding <laughs> onto the thing saying stop make it stop i'm gonna die yeah, i gotta get off this thing and it was one time was all she needed and then it was the flu for the rest of the day, just please, for the love of God, Lazy don't river. take me back on to the Space Mountain. It was way too much. And it's just like by the, by the end of the day, I mean, this is what people don't understand when you go down there. You're waiting in line for most of these rides. Yeah. Sometimes you're waiting for 45 minutes to get on a ride. So, yeah, it's free. You know, your ticket gets you all the rides you want. You just may get six. 
<laughs> for the day, you know, and by the end of it, and it, and it typical Central Florida, right? It started to rain. The fireworks were canceled. The kids were all crying, <laughs> which is like totally against every Disney law that there is. You know, no kid is supposed to be crying at Disney. And they're all like, Dad, please, please don't make us come back here. Can we just go to the beach? <laughs> just go to the beach. Don't bring us back to one of these theme parks. They're awful. And we're like, oh, okay, if you don't want to come back. That saves us like a thousand dollars, honey. Let's not go back. That's called and, doing it right. That's yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was just. Uh, but I, you, you know, know, we'll go to the Jaws attraction. Of, of course, they, you know, they snapped a picture of of us on Space Mountain, and I have a picture of her with that horrific look on her face, and and it was so good in a bad way that they actually just printed it and gave it to me. They actually have these like <laughs> Disney like okay, this is just too good to make you pay for kind of thing. And so just yeah, I still have it. It's just great. You can see the guy in front sticking his tongue out like oh, oh you know, God. and then you see me go, Oh, this is fun and Maggie in the back going, Ah It's <laughs> great. It's awesome. You're not gonna get one of those, Paul? No. Damn. You sure? I'm, I'm good. No. After I'm, all I'm, that? No. I'm going to stick to the Flatlands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's yeah. funny. A one-speed bike is all I need. <laughs> one-speed bike? Yeah. No gears for you. No gears. All right. Nope. One of those no. two people, the tandem? Uh, no bike. tandem, no, no, not. I've Nicole, no, those Nicole and I tried a tandem uh, kayak uh, a couple of times, and I'll tell you, it was uh, it was an interesting uh, time. Then you don't like people helping you out. We was she was you zinging, like she was zigging, and I was zagging. The commander. No. All right. <laughs> Awkward. All right, Paul. Here, here's the next question for you. Uh, um, this is very important, I think. Are you going to be able to smoke in your house? No, <laughs> not in the house, but definitely outside the house. Without so outside where it's 112 degrees. Well, if most, home, most homes, most homes have a lanai or some type of covered outside what? area, which, lanai. Which, which, lanai. which we have. So as a matter of fact, uh, Nicole is going to try to set up her her the boudoir. <laughs> boudoir, yes, it actually is, Dave. You know why they have lanai's down there, Paul? The it's to keep out the crocodiles. Yeah. With the sunglasses and the surfers. To keep shirts. out the gator. Yeah. That's why we have Fletch. Fletch. Fletch will keep it away. All right. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Look. Now we. Fletch is gator food. Let's be honest. Yep. Yep. It's gator food. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Gator snacks. We'll keep him on a short leash then. <laughs> Where's Fletch? Stop. Oh, God. <laughs> put, that, put that on Fletch. All right. So no. you, you have a lot of you like that. We, we, have, we, have an out, we have an outdoor covered area, so that's probably where we're going to be spending a lot of our time. And yeah. I know Nicole wants to set up her office in that area, too. Yeah, oh, on so. the beach. Yeah. <laughs> you, all right. So you have a lanai. Is there a pool in the? Yep. The there is. Yeah. Very nice. Yep. 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 Fenced in area, yard, pool, out, outdoor lanai, and uh, what's that? Outdoor, outdoor kitchen. kitchen. Oh. Outdoor kitchen. Yep. Those Paul's going to awesome. Paul's going to be that guy in that YouTube video that runs in and wrestles the alligator for his dog and rips it out while he's still got a lit cigar in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that needs to be on not just once. <laughs> that happens. Yeah, you need to be good, Nicole. You need to get that to us so we can play it on the show. <laughs> that'll, that'll get us viewers. Um, 
more than two, which, yes. which we need really bad. I mean, yeah. um, now, um, are you are you going to stay a Pats fan while you're down there? Oh God, yeah. But I I will I okay okay here's the thing. Yeah. Because Brady is coming back for one more year mm-hmm. at least. We we will we thought. Back in yeah, 2019. Tampa Bay shirt. I see it. Yeah. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. Yeah, well, yeah, well yeah, I, I, no, I will say. He's going. nothing but TB. We, we thought was, we, we were able to see Brady play the Chiefs back in December of 2019, and we thought that was the last time we were going to see him. Now that he's coming back for Surprise. one more year, <laughs> we are definitely going to go to at least one game with him playing in Tampa. Oh, the so, uh, and I And I will get a Tampa <laughs> Brady shirt. That will definitely happen, but I will still root for the uh, the Patriots. Yeah. There you go. Are you gonna become a Gators fan? No, I'm not a college football fan at all. I don't even like Gators. It's Gatorade. gonna be very hard for you to live down there if you are not a college football fan. Well, that's all right, but I mean, maybe I can change the culture a little bit, Dan. You know, we'll see. Paul's gonna be that grumpy old man. That. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Not everyone's a college football fan. I mean, you know, there's Everyone a lot of one is a college. Well, fan. okay, all right. I remember being invited to it. This was basketball. I remember it was a Gators <laughs> Longhorn college basketball game. And I thought, you know, I'm from New England. I'm going to vote for the Longhorns. I'm going to. And after about 15 minutes, I realized that was a life and death decision. <laughs> and I was going to just stay quiet. <laughs> because if you were not a Gators fan, watching the gators play i mean now let's 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 be totally objective about this the gators did not play good basketball at all everybody on the gators team was like trying to be the larry bird of the team. <laughs> they were trying to win the whole thing themselves no team playing at all they're just trying to to win it you know the and the longhorns were the much better team they were playing together as a team but that audience of college parents demoralized them so badly that they lost <laughs> and didn't lose by a little. They lost by a lot. because And it was – I was afraid for my life. <laughs> I couldn't vote for any – I couldn't root for anybody but the Gators because I wanted to live. I wanted to get back to my wife live. after it was all over. <laughs> it was amazing. It was I've never been in such a place where college sports mattered so much. It was amazing to me, Paul. Well, so be very careful. Be very careful how you root for down there. You could get beaten up. I'll just keep quiet, Dan. <laughs> that's, that's a safe thing. Uh, quiet and stoic. Yeah. Now, uh, big are, change. Uh, while you're down there, Paul, are are are, are we going to get a uh, Pablo support segment on the uh, podcast here? You, you, you absolutely will. I will absolutely watch you guys, and I will absolutely uh, support you, and uh, I'll chime in and give you my thoughts. Go to bed, Pat. (laughs) 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 All right, let's let's talk about the uh, uh, 2008 La Raqueza, the original release with the uh, Martel. Martel. All right, I want to know what you guys think with the cognac. Mm. We talked a lot about it with the. Um, black barrel, but let's talk about it with the cognac. Oh, yeah. Well, I will tell you. I will tell you this. I'm in the last third of the cigar, and I absolutely agree with Pat. This is becoming a lot more full body, specifically on the retro hill. 
getting a lot of rich spice out of this. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that leather notes, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of cedar, but that leather leather pepper note is just coming through big time. So this is definitely changing up, and the uh, the Martel is is enhancing that, and it's giving a little bit of cocoa notes too. It's a it's like a very nice, deep, rich hickory barbecue flavor, but it's just awesome. It's yeah, this is really good, dude. Thank you so much for mm -hmm. this, Dave. Oh, I don't even know. Don't pick me. Okay, <laughs> uh, Shell. I have to say, uh, thank you, Talia, for uh, for the cognac. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God I, bless you again. As always, I'll say it on every podcast. Not a sweet guy. <laughs> He's a bitter guy. So bitter. But as I know. said, Shell wants to be assaulted. <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> Power, right in the kisser. Power, right in the kisser. But this is a perfect pairing. Thank you, Pat, for the cigar. Um, I, I, the cognac is a perfect finish for the cigar. Mm. So you get, you know, that that I, very yeah. mellow um, mellowness from the cigar with that hickory. Mm -hmm. And then a little bit of sweetness with the cognac that finishes up, and it just collides right together perfectly. Pat, yeah, I mean, I'll concur with what everyone's saying. It's the cognacs, like, like I said, I never actually had hickory in this cigar before. At least I wouldn't have distinguished the flavor notes as hickory. And you know, sitting here and smoking it, like it's such a forefront flavor that everyone's picking up. It's just really interesting to see how the cognac really changed the cigar to kind of mm -hmm. I mean for the better for sure. I mean it's it's good and as I said, like as you get further down the cigar the body definitely increases, which is one of the reasons why I think I mean I've already bought the new La Requesas just to age them because seeing what this blend did after obviously it's pretty extreme if you do fourteen years, but right. it's aging very well. And yep. it's the cognac definitely brought it out, but it's it's really really good cigar. Definitely. <clears throat> um, yeah, Paul. Yeah. Public. Let's talk a little bit about the podcast here. Mm. You have any favorite memories on the podcast? Guests, topic, cigars. Yes, and again, um, remember we had the anniversary episode last year. Yeah. And uh, I talked about. Uh, one of my favorite episodes, and it's still one of my favorite episodes. Um, I got a couple of them actually, but yep. uh, the long-standing, uh, long-standing long favorites. Yep. Which is when we, off the cuff, started talking about all these conspiracy theories, and you know, Dave was going down the deep rabbit hole about space travel and, and <laughs> planets and stuff like that, and I was doing the JFK, you know. Who, who killed him and and go on and so forth and Nick was doing his thing about the uh, MK Ultra and all that 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 that's still in my in my realm is probably one of my favorite episodes it, it was just again nothing was planned right um, it all came just because we were all in the same mindset and we all had our own theories and and stuff like that and that's one of my all-time favorites. Um, another favorite of mine is with the 603 guys. Yes. Uh, and specifically, oh, yeah. and we had them on twice. The first one was fantastic. The second one I thought was equally as good. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, But it, it just, I, I think those episodes just really kind of honed in on, on just having a good time, 
Um, I can't forget Talia too, because you know she has brought so much to this uh, podcast with her knowledge of spirits and Ow. and her personality <laughs> and uh, and everything. It's just I think it was just a between the between the longstanding favorites, the six oh three guys, and then what Talia's been able to bring to the table. They're, they're just awesome, awesome episodes. Yeah. So sausage rope. And wow. that too, Dan, Dave. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, sausage rope. Sausage rope. It's got to be the best. The best uh, single. You know, one liner. One liner that we've had on the show. Uh, and Kendra. That was, that was Kendra. Kendra. The potion master. <laughs> talking about the black Irish X, right? Mm. That was beautiful meat. <laughs> Agreed, but uh, yeah. Did uh, we have that rabbit hole bourbon on during that conspiracy episode? Was no, that, that was did? that was not. That was you weren't on that episode. That was uh, we had uh, the smoke show on that episode. That was something that Kendra had created. That was that that uh, sour type of of, of mm. for lack of a better word, a soury type of of drink. And uh, but it was a very contrasting slash com uh complimentary pairing with the yeah. mj12 yeah from illusioni so now yeah. paul this is our 147th episode together nice round number dan yeah did you ever think we were gonna make it this far? Did you ever think you were gonna make it this far? I honestly didn't, Dan. I, I, I had you no... didn't even want to do this when I first brought it up to you. You, like, you oh God, you, you, come on, Dan. You, I'm not a, I'm not a guy. I don't want to be on a podcast. You and Nick were, were, were planning this out, and you yeah. just kind of took me to the side and said, "Would you be interested in doing this?" And I was like, "All right, I guess, <laughs> you know, whatever." I, I didn't really, you know, think much of it, and then I, okay. I, here we go. The first episode, we talked about this before. <laughs> oh, it was God, a Sunday good. night. We closed up the shop. We had a round table. Dave had <laughs> had wonderful uh, electronics. We had a we had a we uh, had a, a, tablet. a tablet, an Android, and we tablet. used Nicole's uh, little little microphone. Right, which didn't work. Which didn't work. <laughs> we didn't know that. We didn't know that at the time. We thought we thought it was great. We thought it was going to be one of those 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 uh, those group type microphones that everyone could yeah. talk into and hear. No, it was and just a uh, tablet after several it was a great first episode. I think we did the uh, Aurora uh, Diadema yeah. that episode. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kendra came down and gave us a few pairings, and uh, but it took what Dave what several episodes before he figured out that. <laughs> the microphone wasn't working. It wasn't recognizing them. Yeah. The, the tablet was the tablet's uh, microphone was what was picking us up. up yep. And then little by little, you know, we were able to you know figure it out. And and but it just I thought it was such a great first episode because it was our first time. And here I am with a big piece of sheet trying to figure out the notes. And you go, I remember you, Dan. You said, Paul, uh, let's talk about what's happening here at Twins. And I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 to read down here, and it's, it was it was typical first episode. You everyone's just trying to feel their way through, but you know yep. we've all have evolved, if you will. Oh my gosh. Dave, Dave has taken a master class, and then some in terms of figuring out you know the the logistics and and the, me the mechanics of everything that We're goes on. There. We're getting there. We're still yeah. working on it, but yep. we've come leaps and bounds. 
True. Leaps and bounds, man. So. Do you think we should have made it this far, Paul? Yes. Yes? Yes, I do. That means so much, Paul. Yep. I think you guys are going to go big time places, too. Just uh, make me proud. Don't make me cry. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> what 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 are you most proud about with your time on not just blonde smoke? Just hang with you guys. Seriously, just just hanging with you guys and just you know just doing the show. We you know we try to prepare as best we can, and but a lot of stuff comes from off the cuff. I love the 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 uh, rapport that we have. You know, we all make fun of each other. I love making fun of Pat. Oh, we, all, no. we all love making fun of Dave. That's why I love saying certain things. I, I know, I know, you know. And, Incredibly uh, but, well. Yes. <laughs> Touche, Dave. Touche. No. But no, just just the idea that we that you know we we do this every week, and uh, you know sometimes we may not necessarily feel like doing it. But sometimes we have a bad week, or we have we're just right. tired, and but it, we it, honestly it 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 carries you through. I think. You know, sometimes we come in there maybe not with the best attitude, and next thing we next thing you know we have one of the best episodes. Mm-hmm. Dang! Sometimes we prepare really, really well, and the episode is okay. It's all right. Yeah. Sometimes we 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 not really sure how this is going to go. Sometimes we may not necessarily be in the mood, and we have some of the best episodes that we've had. True that. So. Uh, true that. Here's one for you, Paul. Superfly. Superfly. <laughs> that was that was a great episode. Yep. Doing Superfly. Um, uh, Paul, is there anything you would do over about the show? you have any regrets? He would have saved me counting. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I think the, there, there really aren't any regrets, man. I think it's just, it's just everything is a learning experience, oh. you know? You know, we just, uh, just carry on, you know? It's, it's, uh, my wayward son. My wayward son. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's no regrets at all. You know, you can't regret anything. It's just everything's a learning experience. You know. Mm. Paul, do you have any parting words of wisdom for us? Make me proud. It's more He's like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a challenge or some motivational statement. You know. No, just keep doing what you're doing, guys. You guys are doing a great job, and uh, Shell is going to be a fantastic addition to this place. He's, you know, he already with Shell's journey. Have you, have you ever been to uh, have you ever been to the <laughs> Heavenly Donuts and you smell that chocolate ca- that, that covered chocolate donut and compared to the cigar? Yeah, the cigar is tastes nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate sweet stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a segment, my friend. That's yeah. got to be a segment. Well, Shell's journey. I love it. I love oh. it. No, Shell's journey. I hate I hate sweet stuff. Neil Paul. In the short time I've been at Twins, which seems like, you know, forever already, which is a good thing. Okay, no, that's good. <laughs> no, I've, I've witnessed you in senior interactions, as we spoke about before, and I, I admire you so much. I respect you very much, and I, I hope I can, I'm not going to be able to fill your shoes. I can wear a different set of shoes, you know, and just kind of trail that, but I, I just thank you for what you've been imparted to me. And the, and the things I hear from other people, you know, both customers and employees, and just tremendous respect. And I appreciate my time with you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Yeah, really yeah, do. Yeah. You're going to do really, really good here. I know you are. I appreciate All that. of you guys, yeah. just, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, Dan's been uh, kind of the uh, the 
the the the, the GM, so to speak, to keep this place going now that uh, Sean's no longer here, and uh, he's been doing a, a a great job doing that. And and uh, Dave, you with keeping this uh, hooks it you know running really really yes. well, man. Yes. Keep that going, my friend. You know, just uh, keep doing what you're doing, and. Uh, Pat, I don't know what I can tell about you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that that opens the answer there. Um, what what are some parting words that that uh, you guys have for Paul? Um, Pat, do you want to go first, or you want to be saved to last? I'm a good last. I'm a good closer. <laughs> it's a good closer. <laughs> so a closer. Dave, Dave, what are some parting words you might have for Paul? Ah, uh, jeez. You know. I remember you giving me the strength when I had to bring two pallets of water downstairs. Deep words. Yeah. With, you know, you were just like, keep it going, because you were just running up the stairs, running down the stairs, and I couldn't afford to look bad, you know? So I think... So I let you... I think... To bring it to a serious note, one, I think one of the things that, I, that I'd like to bring out in myself would be your determination. You know, you always were, you're always on the spot. You know, you're always in the moment and you're, you're in the moment and you're, you're, you're having fun. At least that's what I saw. And, um, that's what, that's what, that's what gives me, uh, strength when I'm over here all by myself and hook set, you know, is like I get you know, I gotta you know, when I have to do my work <laughs> you I know, be like I Paul. Get, I gotta be like Paul, move <laughs> and smile while I'm doing it and be thankful that I have it, you know, and yeah, you were you were a really big influence on like how to be a, a better person for myself and uh I appreciate that. You are a good, solid man ball thank you thanks dave really appreciate it man you too i'm getting there I'm not there yet talia you have any uh parting words for paul yeah um you know when i first started doing the podcast i was incredibly nervous the first time um i, I don't know I why you were you were descending from the bar into a room with like four guys like like a, a, a smoke-filled room <laughs> So with that's what made me nervous. With testosterone <laughs> flowing everywhere. Oh, please. That was... <laughs> if anything, that calmed me down. <laughs> I Just being on, you know, being recorded or being on the air, just talking kind of off the cuff, like you guys said, I was not really sure that I was going to be able to, you know, say what I wanted to say properly. And I still remember that first time I come down, I must have had like three glasses of Jefferson <laughs> while I was upstairs sampling for those two hours beforehand. And I sampling. came down and you were just like, yeah, you were just like, hey, I'm Paul. like, you just I don't there's something about you that made me feel comfortable right yeah. away. And yeah. then, of course, Dan and Nick was doing his thing. <laughs> AKA drinking. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I just instantly was like, okay, these guys are cool. I can I can really see myself hanging out with them more often. And then every time Smoking I came in, you know, I, I wasn't, I'm not a cigar smoker. I would smoke it casually at, at parties, at cookouts. 
And every time, you know, I would come in and I wouldn't have a cutter. I wouldn't have a torch. I wouldn't have anything. And Paul's like, here, here's all my stuff. Here you go. This is what you do. Like, you would always show me this is how you tamper your pipe. You know, this is how you light this. This is how you. And it made me feel really comfortable and really welcome. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you for yeah, the trip. Thank you for all the liquor that you have provided. <laughs> yes, Talia, thank of you. Of course. Immensely from but the also, too, of thank, thank you for your, your personality because you've helped to elevate this podcast big time. You know, Ow. You know I would say that. <laughs> I, I would say that of all the, uh, you know, the reps that we've had in the liquor world, um, you know, you are definitely our favorite. And uh, you, you, definitely. You, you definitely have, have helped to. Uh, improve our appreciation for all the different liquors too you know you, and the you... only one on the soundboard that's <laughs> yeah. i mean because before i mean but you're I... the only one that's gotten paul to really enjoy tequila that's yeah true. That's yes because again i am not a tequila mm -hmm. fan i'll go back to my years my, my not even college dan i was just back when i was in high school <laughs> No, no. This is when I was like <laughs> partying with college Middle students school? when I was in my 20s. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. I just spit in my cup. And, uh, <laughs> and having a bad experience in Cancun with the killer and never wanting to touch that ever again. Um, but you've helped to bring me out of that shell with that. You know, the Avion. And, and yeah, it was really, oh. really a fantastic tequila. You and, revisit uh, that. Yeah, mm -hmm. but, we will. Mm -hmm. We will at some point. Yes, but, but thank you for everything you brought to the table. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Paul, um, you know I've been in and around the the cigar industry for over twenty years, and um, um, you have certainly been, you know, um, my favorite person to work with. Uh, you know, we've been, I think, a good team together. Yeah, and. Uh, not only have I uh, learned a lot from you, uh, but uh, I think you've helped me to be uh, a better leader, better worker, better person for twins. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I can honestly say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss you a lot. Uh, I'm going to miss you all, guys. I love you all. And... Uh... You know, it's, uh, like I say, change is uh, inevitable. Growth is optional. Um, you guys will continue to grow. I, I don't doubt that for a minute. And, uh, yeah. you know, this isn't this isn't a goodbye. This is just a, a, a change. And, well, I'm sure we'll all, you know, see each other again at some point, you know. But you'll have to come I'm down. Sure you'll, you'll have to. You'll have to come down to Florida to see me. Well, <laughs> I'm not I'm, coming back up here. I've already, I've already, uh gotten the agreement that you guys have a, a spare bedroom so the wife and we, i we, we, have, a, we have a we have a place you can pitch a tent <laughs> <laughs> when, when mandy and i decide to uh leave the girls behind yeah. and come down for a break uh we'll come down and visit you guys but the, we already have you know we certainly have friends in central florida it's great to have friends on, on the west coast uh that's going to be awesome and uh we really do wish the best for you absolutely yeah and uh same here man I mean, yep. you guys you guys you guys will continue to kill it you know you'll continue to you know make twins a a, a destination spot and uh and you'll continue to make this podcast uh something that will yep. uh, continue to grow yeah it was you know bad enough that i had to do it with uh sean leaving but you leaving 
No, I know, like, right? Tr- totally screwed. Talk about a monkey wrench. You know, right? was already oh. trying to fill 14 size shoes. Now I have to, f- <laughs> you know, you know, fill, you know. I don't you have know, to fill the dankness. You know, you're, you're probably <laughs> going to be. You know, one of the things about Paul is Paul knows where everything is. We're going to be calling him in for the months. humidor or downstairs. <laughs> we have an overflow humidor that customers aren't allowed in. He knows where. Everything is. And I can guarantee you that like four months from now, he's probably going to get a text. Where did you put these, Paul? Because we can't find them. Four months, I mean four weeks. And and he'll say off the top of his head, oh, I know exactly where they are. And I'll be, oh, thank you, Paul. It's going to be be one of those things. It's just sorry to bother you on the beach. Uh, Yeah, he'll be running, you know, rubbing suntan lotion on his chest. (laughs) He'll get a call from Dan and he'll like voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, So, uh, Paul, our our would you rather question is really for you. I didn't go yet, Dan. You didn't go yet? Oh, that's right. right. He's the closer. The closer. closer. I'm sorry. I forgot about you, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Pat? Pat, do you want to? What parting words do you have for Paul? Try not to swear. This is a PG 13 show. No, it's not. So it's funny. (laughs) Because, um, so I've said it already, but. One time, Dan. (laughs) No interruptions, one time, please. Jesus. Um, Jesus had nothing to do with that, Pat. Anyway. I'm going to make you hot pepper, white pepper, cold pepper. Whoa. <laughs> so as we all know, I started off as a bar back and I would be doing like routine stuff going downstairs when I first started, like getting different cleaning things, you know, taking trash out. And I would like meet the retail guys on my like walkthroughs and I never really talked to any of them. You know? Hey guys. But um, I know Paul was Didn't there. Say a word for a month. Yeah. And hey, I would just kind of see him and, you know, Paul would be like, hey, Pat. I'd be like, hi. Just kind of walked by. I think honestly, I think it was probably like over a month until I knew Paul's name. Whenever I would talk to Kendra, I was like, you know, the guy, Who's Italian, that Italian-looking guy, guy <laughs> yeah, like mafia. You know, that's how I would talk about Paul. But you know, as I started doing stuff downstairs, I you know started looking at Paul more and what he was doing because I wanted to work downstairs. You know, I wanted to get hours. I wanted to be a tobacconist. So I was kind of like focusing now more. Pat on... just wants to work at the bar, but that's okay. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so I ended up getting certified and I started getting plopped down in the humidor. Mm-hmm. So the interesting kind of story to it was I obviously was only smoking cigars for a few months at that point. You know, like I would smoke when I'm golfing, but I didn't really know much about cigars. It just kind of looked cool, you know. So I... <laughs> relied heavily on what I learned through the tobacconist university when I was doing sales downstairs. So I just re- would watch Paul and then, you know, I knew he smoked the um, cigar privé. That was his favorite cigar. And that, that's, <laughs> yeah. and I never even smoked a thing yet. I was like, uh, Paul, whatever. So <laughs> at the time, and I remember I was in the humidor and I, I you know, if you kind of got me outside of that tobacconist handbook, I was very uncomfortable in the humidor. I wasn't confident at all. I just relied solely on what I learned. And there's two types of people that come into the humidor. Some are like cigar snobs, and some people love cigars, but they or just love. 
they just love cigars. Like they don't want to hear anything about it. Like which one am I gonna like? Mm-hmm. So I had a gentleman come in on one of my first shifts, and he asked me for a, a good cigar that he's gonna enjoy. So I, in my head, I'm like, that's pretty easy. At that time, I was smoking Padrones. Yeah. So I brought him to the Padron shelf, and I was like, these are the cigars here. And he's like, which one should I get? And I, and I started going through with my usual routine of like, well, the top shelf is the Family Reserve. It's aged 10 yeah. years. You know, the 26s are like, you know, 5 to 6. And then the 64 is 2 to 3. And I started talking about like, you know, the road accordion style, really good quality, going to be good construction, Maduros and everything. And he was like, which cigar am I going to like? Which one? And he gave me his palate. Like, which one of these am I going to like the most? And it was he was just not taking what I was saying at all. He just kept going back to what cigar would I like? And then in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, bleep. What am I going to do? <laughs> and I'm like, well, better call Paul. And he's like, I just said, what cigar in this humidor am I going to enjoy upstairs? And he told me what he was drinking. It was going to be a Woodford. So I had no clue what to do, and I'm like, I have to do something. So I was like, oh, follow me, sir. And I went over to the Illusions, and I picked up a cigar privé. And he's like, so what's about this cigar? And I said, nothing. You're going to like it. And in the back of my head, I was like, he's going to like it because Paul likes it. And he went, smoked it, went upstairs to go help them close. The guy was there. He was like, man, this is the best cigar I've ever had. And then from that day forward, my confidence just blew up in the humidor because, like, I learned that there's cigars out there. You don't have to talk about, you know, all the rolling and all the other techniques to it. Like, you know, you just have to know that Paul knows his shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I I think that was a a big thing that he probably didn't even realize he did for me. Mm -hmm. And it was just watching what he does, learning his palate, knowing what he likes. And it was always a reliable choice to give to someone. And then that just kind of started off my yep. trend downstairs. Yeah, so. well, that's one of the best things about Paul is that he listens to people, he understands their palate, and then he's able to recommend what's good to their palate. You know, Paul transcends the average, the average tobacconist by being able to offer to a person what they might like, not what he will like. And it, it really takes somebody who can step aside and put themselves into somebody else's shoes and remember, you know, I didn't really like that cigar because it's not what I would normally yep. go to. But I yep. know they would love yep. the cigar because it's what they would go to. Right. And when you can do that, yeah. you are a great tobacconist. And, Paul, you are a great tobacconist. Yeah, like, it's really hard to third-party anything in your mind, let alone – you know, cigars, like to just think outside the box and remember the notes about it, regardless if that's what you were yeah. looking for or not, and be like, hey, you know, this is you, you yeah. know, that's, that is definitely amazing. Thank well, you, Paul. I appreciate that, guys, very, very much. Thank you. And don't forget, I'm only one phone call away. If you get stuck with a customer. Oh, thank God. Just if give me a call. If we can't find a cigar, we're calling I'll, you. Paul. I'll find a cigar for you in the humidor. Unless yeah, it's a Nika Rustica, as we couldn't find that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Paul, our, our, our would you rather question is really for you tonight. And that is um, <laughs> would you would rather, you rather <laughs> would you rather swim in a lake and have to watch out for gators? 
<laughs> or have to swim in the ocean and have to watch for sharks. Ocean and sharks. Ocean and sharks. Well, that was fast. Anyway. That was that was really fast. Have you not seen the Meg? <laughs> I've seen I've seen, I've seen Jaws millions of times. The mechanical shark. I'm, I'm, oh yeah. yeah. They have a ride based on that at Universal. I think I think because in the ocean you can actually see the water, where if you're in a lake you really can't see, you know, the lake. So the surprise is going to be there more in the lake than the ocean. So in the ocean, if I'm underwater, at least I can keep my eyes open and say, "Is there any sharks out here?" <laughs> well, in Florida, anyways, yes. Yeah, uh, you can you can see. It depends on the lake. It depends on the lake. Yeah, no. There's some there's yeah. some great stuff down there. Yeah. Um, uh, no, Paul, we actually have a special video for you. We we took some uh, videos of staff and customers uh, giving you some parting words, and uh, you can turn around, watch TV. Everybody else is going to see this on the screen, but. Uh, Turn around and watch what uh, people had to say when Ooh. you left. It changed. Hold on a second. Oh, and here's a tech difficulty. Here's today. This is why we need a producer. <laughs> well, for a little filler, producer. what I'm going to yeah. miss most about you, Paul, 80s yeah. hair metal. <laughs> yes. Keep that docking station yeah. going, dude. And I will yeah. skip the Bon Jovi Kurt's for you. Yeah. Kurt's, <laughs> Kurt's not going to miss that at all. Yes, I know he won't. But keep that docking station going. Right, here, we go, here we go. Paul, uh, you can turn around and watch this. All right, fine. You want to go to Florida? Go down there. I don't want to hear it. You pissing and moaning in July when it's too hot. Enjoy it. Hey, Paul, how you doing? It's John. I'm going to miss you downstairs. Who else can I harass like I harass you? I'm going to miss you. And I'm not jealous you're going to St. Pete, okay? Not much, all right? Pick me in the winter. Have a great time, Paul. Nice to have met you. It's an honor. Paul, I just got word that you're leaving us. Sorry to hear it, buddy. Um, I hope things work great for you in Florida, but I know the place ain't going to be the same here in New Hampshire. So enjoy life and take care. Paul, my brother. I'm not going to miss you because I'll probably see you down there because you know that's where I am. But twins will never be the same without you. A lot of things won't be around here. You're a permanent fixture here. You always will be. You know I love you, brother. Salud. Paul, I hope you have a great time in Florida. Thank you very much. Enjoy yourself, buddy. Goodbye, Paul. It's been a pleasure working with you. I'm going to come down to Florida and visit. So hold my spot. Paul, I didn't know you were moving to Florida. I'll miss you, buddy. Good luck down there. Um, you were great as a person to get advice about cigars and stuff. Yeah. I really had to um, come to you a lot of times. Thank you. Paul, best of luck. We're going to miss you. All the best, buddy. What's happening, Paul? Hey, gonna, we're going to miss you. It's nice to uh, meet you and buying stuff for me in here. Good guy. Paul, I'm going to be very sorry to see you go. You're even-tempered, well-mannered, wonderful man. And you've always treated me with respect. And I think you're a great guy, and I hope you do well wherever you go. Do well. You deserve it. Paul, uh, we're going to miss you here. I always appreciate your great cigar recommendations. And, uh, yeah, you're going to be missed a lot around here. But I hope you enjoy Florida, and I wish you the best in uh, your early retirement. Boy. 
Paul, I'll miss seeing you on Sundays before coming up for a drink. Enjoy God's waiting room. You'll definitely be missed. Take care, bro. I love this place. And you wear an Ecuadorian hat. I, I do. Are you sad Paul's leaving? No, not really. <laughs> Have a great time down there. Enjoy yourself. Love you. Stay safe. Paul, best of luck, brother. Take care. Paul, have a good time. Be careful. Thanks for everything. Okay, Paul. Have a great time in Florida. Say something to Paul. Who? <laughs> yeah, Paul. Goodbye. Have a good time down there. Hi, Paul. This is Larry. And, uh, been nice knowing you. Uh, it's Wynn. Here you go to Florida. Enjoy your end. Uh, your trip down there and your stay in Florida. It's been nice knowing you. All right, Paul, congratulations on your new move to Florida. Um, great job at Twins. Great to know you. Thanks for all the support over the years and have a great time down there in the Sunshine State. Well, good luck on your next chapter of your life. I hope you enjoy Florida. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Congratulations, man. I wish I was going with you. St. Pete, awesome place. Uh, it's been nice getting to know you and uh, good luck in your adventures down there. I was just there a week ago at uh, Clearwater Beach. Uh, definitely going to be envious of you in the winter, so good luck, man, and uh, enjoy.
Let's all bid Paul a very fun farewell. Thank you guys for uh, for that. You're welcome, Paul. Everybody was glad to do that. It was awesome. We're going to miss you a lot. Um, I miss you guys big time. It's going to be big shoes for uh, um, Brother Broadleaf to fill here. It's on me now. Yeah, it's all on you. It's all on you, brother. I have one thing you to say. In the illustrious words of Forrest Gump, I may not be a smart man, but I know who Paul is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Um, do you have anything else you need to say there, Paul, before we uh, go close it out? Well, just, uh, just one last thing. It's just to you know, really appreciate everyone, uh, both here in the podcast and everyone at Twins for uh, – for providing me a home for the last four years mm-hmm. and uh you know like i said i said multiple times you know we're all one big happy dysfunctional family but you're my family <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, i love you all and uh i hope to see you all again you know whether it's in florida or in our travels wherever you know we'll we'll definitely keep in touch and uh good you know like I said, I'm only one phone call. <laughs> <laughs> if the phone's working. Yeah, if my phone's, if my phone's working. Phone's working you know. Oh, my gosh. So what's what's our final verdict here on these two cigars? The the 2022 versus the 2008 La Requesa. Uh I know they weren't exactly the same size cigar, but they were the same, uh, same blend. Um, which, you know... How do you think each went with the pairings? What pairing do you think went best with which cigar? Um, Shelly, you want to start off with that? So I believe the, uh, the 2022 went very well with the James Hill Black Barrel. Yeah. I got just perfect notes under that. Uh, thank you, Pat. Thank you, Talia. This was a perfect pairing on both sides uh, for the the original La Huesa. The cognac actually went a lot better for me for that hickory notes. Yes. And the wood yep. and the cedar and the earth. Yeah, I would agree with, with you, Shell. Uh, you know, for me, with the with the uh, 2022, the black barrel went, in my mind, just a little bit better. Uh, I love how it interacted with the cigar, but the, the cognac and its sweetness just brought out so much more out of the, the aged La Requesa. Um, it made it something really special. And Absolutely. as you smoked it on its own, it was great. Yes. But it brought out more of the cigar. Yes. And frankly, it, it changed the cognac, you know, in, in a way that was really enjoyable, too. Mm. I really enjoyed the uh, uh, Martel with the uh, 2008 Laraquaza. How about you, um, Talia? What did you think? So, of course, I like them both, but I think I of would course. lean towards like the cognac both. for, I for both, both of them. Any yeah. of them that you like that I would like. Yes, yeah, I would like yeah. that. Yes. But the cognac. <laughs> <laughs> the con- and you do know me. I don't go for the sweet, you know, spirits, right? Like, I don't typically like the bourbons that we do because I don't yeah, really like how sweet bourbons become. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just but saying. with the cognac. <laughs> It just, it balanced it out. And as Pat was saying with these aged cigars, how it changes as you smoke it. Mm. It's almost, I guess I could kind of compare it to like, you start eating 
like a, a milk chocolate and you move on to a dark chocolate. Like it just mm. like the the flavors become like more pronounced and like um like more heavier, I guess. I don't know how to describe it, but with the cognac, I mean, as you can see, I don't really drink cognac and I finished the cognac and I yeah. still have a little black barrel left, yep. which is rare for me. Yeah. Um so I just still like trying to get your tolerance level up. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> That word, let's not get into that, but yeah, <laughs> my tolerance has dropped the last couple months. <laughs> That's what she said. Paul, how about yourself? Yeah, I I, uh, I love the uh, the cognac with both. I think the Black Barrel has been fantastic. It brought out a lot more of that uh, nice cedar notes with the uh, with the 2022, um, but the cognac with both of them really, really stood out for me. Um, it helped to bring out a lot more of the chocolate notes in the 2022. It yeah. really brought out... The, the that nice hickory barbecue flavor, specifically on the red trail with the uh, the 2008, uh, which is thanks, Pat. That was a fantastic cigar, fantastic pairing, just all around, just a just a wonderful way to to end this uh, this chapter in my life. So mm -hmm. thank you so much, Pat. If you're not crying, <laughs> um, so with the first pairing, I would say the Jameson Black Barrel, similar to how Shell kind of phrased it. Um, you know, the La Requesa is a very strong cigar, in my opinion, yeah. when, especially when it's right out of the box. And I think that the Jameson Black Barrel definitely helped tone that down without taking much away. And it kind of, since I, to me, the little bit more spice in the Black Barrel, it kind of helped soothing out that young blend. So you can get more mm. of those like leathery, like savory, earthy flavors out of it. And then on the original 2008 La Requesa, I'm going to go with the Cognac because like I said before, you know, I, I look for unique experiences when I smoke cigars, and I like the Paladin because of that, like, subtle hickory note, but this cigar today was all hickory to me yeah. because of that cognac, so. Yeah. Dave? Smoke it if you got it. Thank you, Dave. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, the hickory really came out for me, and that was one of the most amazing things. I, I literally am on a different cigar just because... I don't have anything left to smoke. It was it's yeah. all gone. Uh I it's wow, thank you, Pat. I usually don't get this far down. I, I wish you were yeah. leaving again, Paul. Again. Like you know, all over again next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> Paul's almost gone. <laughs> He's really gone this episode. Paul the magic. Fantastic, really. And, uh, you know, next week on NJBS, we're going to be here with, uh, you know, and obviously Shell's going to be taking uh, Paul's position here on the show. We're very grateful for him and mm. his willingness to step up. We're going to be doing the Aladino Connecticut Queen mm. and the Cornelian Deal, uh, small batch that just was released, the Palmetto Sweet. Balkan. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, make sure you don't miss us next Tuesday at 8 p.m. We're going to be right here on Facebook and YouTube. And, uh, of course, after the fact, it will show up everywhere else. But, Paul, thank you so much for being with us thank you, uh, for almost three years. We're so incredibly grateful for the time we've had with you we wish it could have been longer but we're so happy for you and for nicole and we wish you the best thank you guys yeah you'll be you'll be in my uh my heart and my prayers and uh my thoughts while i'm sipping uh 
My toes rum, by the beach. Rum, pie, rum, rum drinks by the beach. <laughs> All right. You heard it right here on Not Just Blowing Smoke, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fat cigar.